0: Hello. Hello! And welcome to Ballastrade's World of Interesting Things. I'm Carter. And I'm Lex. Together, and together we are, are Ballastrade. An old folk duo who don't have to be in the same room, the same county, or even the same geographical area anymore in order to record a podcast.
1: No, this is a technological marvel that you're listening to. We have. With the help of Joe, um, being able to finally sort out recording over Skype because someone didn't feel that uh, Wiltshire was quite West Country enough, no. and had to get deeper and darker into the deepest darkest depths of the West Country. Yes,
0: I've relocated to Devon. <sighs> I'm continuing my slow but steady attempt to fall off the end of the earth. You'll get there one day. Just moving away means that we're not going to stop prattling away. We're going to do it by the in- medium of the internet instead. So, anyway, um, what we're going to do tonight is we are going to host an indie disco. Everyone
1: loves an indie disco. Yes. So um, you need to imagine that you've been invited to a very exclusive indie disco with rave DJs Balustrade.
0: Rave DJ- DJs who play raves or people who are just very popular.
1: <laughs> well, actually, neither of those. With. Sadly disappointing DJ's balustrade
0: Because I'm, I have to admit I, I think as with with A lot of our discussions mm. There's going to be a, a lot of preconceptions Going into this I think there's going to be very sort of divide between yep. our two tastes in music that yep. we will be playing but i'm also looking forward to seeing what you pick I, I i'm going to predict i think that you've got a very kind of baggy early 90s heavy collection
1: it's less baggy than you would think actually yeah. it's some of it's some of it is a little bit um skinny jeans wow that, that might is. not be true some of it <laughs> is a bit baggy it's
0: all just from 1992 isn't it? it's all
1: wearing carpet coats uh... So tell me about your youthful clubbing experiences, the indie discos you went to when you were 17, 18,
0: 16, 14, 35. So as someone who grew up in the provinces of Dorset, Mm. in a village, and who was also a social misfit and recluse, did not go to indie discos because that would involve socialising with other people. I didn't go to such a thing as an indie disco until I went to university.
1: Goodness me. So the Penny Theatre... In Canterbury, yeah. would have been one of your first experiences? Of, a pro-
0: of what you would call a proper indie disco. Uh, i.e. Like, sort of largely guitar-based, lots yeah. of people in band T-shirts. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't start going to those until uni. And right. then we got back with Then Brave. There was a place in Weymouth. We used to go down to Weymouth for indie discos. Uh, <laughs> they called Mariners. And there's an underground kind of pub that then played bands and stuff like that so 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 was your uh adolescent time in indie disco spent going to mole
1: it was in bath um moles and Tees. moles was where you'd go to see live bands so you'd like you see your catatonia your manson your evil superstars all those kind of great bands that we miss from our youth and, and after that, there'd always be like a DJ playing and it was really sweaty, pound a pint of Hofmeister, that, yeah. that kind of scene. Loads yeah. of, uh, again, dirty band t-shirts, skanky toilets, that kind of thing. And that's the kind of vibe that I think I've got in my okay. indie disco set.
0: We then latterly experienced mm. that by going to these kind of places in our 20s as well, by which point it was kind of a bit more ironic, maybe. I don't know. or not ironic, or just nostalgic. The other thing I have to mention
1: before we really get going is that, being me, I've crowdsourced a bit of my list today. So I've asked Jo, and she's added a few bits to my list. But I've also asked the guys who I used to be in a band with at school when I was sort of 16, 17, the guys from Rubicon, and Mm. they've given me a few... Uh, We were great, by the way. Uh, They've given me a few ideas as well and pointers and sort of... I just thought I'd give them a little bit of a shout-out.
0: Hello, Rubicon. Hello. Uh, Do we need to establish some rules for what we're about to, to embark upon?
1: I believe we should. I believe you should set down the rules because that's the kind of thing you're good at.
0: I think we've decided that there's going to be five songs. Five songs each each thus creating a top ten, so if you really want to, you could create a top ten playlist along with this and listen to the entire Balustrade Indie Disco. Have yourself a great time. <laughs> well, why don't we just say, all uh, this goes first. OK, that's me, then. Or we do the Cards Against Humanity rules of a uh, person who had the most recent poo.
1: OK, so <laughs> let's, let's do that. Um, I had my last poo at about 7 o'clock this morning. Ooh,
0: I had mine about nine o'clock this morning.
1: Oh, you're the most recent poo. You go first.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> very strange, very <laughs> strange podcast. this So, um, having said, I did not go to any indie discos as a child. Yeah. I have picked um, a song from quite a way back in time, yeah. which is not necessarily from indie discos, but actually from school discos.
1: You're unbelievable. Oh, yeah.
0: You're unbelievable, cards.
1: You, you are unbelievable, Alexander. What a great tune that is! Great way to start the disco. So uh, the uh, very excellent
0: EMF, or the Epson Mad Funkers, as I believe they were once called.
1: Mm, yeah. I think that might be a
0: sanitised version. But good West Country band from Gloucester. And yeah, so that was from about, I think,
1: 1991. It's that kind of time. I remember sort of at school, like when it was like Mufti Day, there's always someone who'd wear like an EMF t-shirt or a Ned's Atomic Dustbin t-shirt, that kind of thing. And it's that era, it's that sort of 92, 91, 92 era, isn't it?
0: So for me, obviously, being the out-of-touch hillbilly that I was, yeah. um, I only really got access to that through actually listening to the top forty on the telly, on yeah. the radio, even because it went really mainstream. So, yeah. so EMF was kind of a bit of a it was a bit of a naughty, quite rebellious song because at thirteen, school discos, people quite like you know this kind of poppy, shouty guitar music. Yeah. It was all- exciting and quite dangerous for yeah us.
1: that's a really good way to kick off the disco okay shall I move on to my first choice go for it The Amazing Cannibal by The Amazing Breeders and is one of my favourite tunes of all time. It's a great little song.
0: That is one of those songs which we always say as being an indie disco classic.
1: Absolutely. It is not an indie disco if you haven't got The Breeders. I was erring
0: away from picking them just because I don't remember them being that danceable too. But then, having said that, I've just sat here playing air drums and air guitar.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, the thing about an indie disco is that it was always divided into your baggy men who do the baggy dance your shufflers your shoegazers it's very much tribal kind of thing and yeah. someone like The Breeders kind of united everyone into sort of ramshackly bouncing into each other kind of fun
0: again it's one of those bands where I kind of missed the first time around and yeah. I kind of discovered late through the kind of the pixies um family tree
1: very much so i think that's kind of when i probably first heard it was probably at university era not before that and it's just it's just a quality tune do you remember the amps as well yes um, and city when we judged that cane Stock competition yeah. there was a band who covered tip city so we gave them yeah. second place even though no one else had seen them
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten about that but yeah i can't want to put tip city on that you... but don't know if I should. Should we just give a
1: shout out to Tip City? It's a great tune. Without <laughs> therefore deflecting from our list.
0: Um, obviously the other thing about Cannonball is it had an awesome video featuring- A Cannonball? Was it? Oh, wait, no, I'm getting them confused. I was thinking about Sonic Youth. I was thinking it was a Jason Lee skateboarding video, but it's not.
1: Yeah, it's, this is no. Jo- there's no Jason Lee in this.
0: My next choice is another choice of a song, which I fear I may tramp and take off your list. Okay. The song which I've only discovered recently, but I would be a, 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 a firm indie favourite, and is also my daughter of my daughter's favourite songs.
1: Wait a minute! Where's yes! me jumper? Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Yes! me jumper? So
0: there you go. That was a bit of the Sultan's Ping FC. Wonderful choice. Where's mm. me jumper?
1: Wonderful choice. That wasn't on my list, so I'm delighted that you put it on. I That's wrote down somewhere on one of my lists last week sometime, Sons of Ping FC, as they were when they did that one. But I uh, I didn't include it today when I finalised my list. That,
0: I am genuinely shocked and surprised at that card. Well, so am you, I. You were literally wearing a Sons of Ping FC T-shirt the first time we ever met. Anyway, but no, um, me. ever since time that we made her listen to it, yeah. Anna is also a big fan of Where's Me Jumper. Fabulous. And, um, if you go up to Penny and say... Going down the disco, bumper to bumper. She will we'll recite back to you. Where's me jumper? That's our, me jumper. That is
1: unbelievably indicute. That really is. That's great. No, yeah. I love this song. Um, the songs are really kind of almost like a really important band to me in many ways because they were just so fun and so freeing and liberating. This is something that Joe reminded me of earlier this, tonight when we were just chatting about this. Is that at an indie dust disco? A jumper is key to the experience, so it makes yeah. sense that they're talking about a jumper. Because she was saying she used to wear a jumper that was almost like a like a fishnet jumper, full of holes and things like that. And it reminded me that I used to have this really nice, well, it was nice for about a year, uh, grey woolly jumper, which about six years of wearing it to indie discos. It had holes where I'd put me um, put my thumbs through, and it's the kind of jumper you'd wear. You tie it around your waist when you were dancing, and it was just. An indie disco and a jumper are kind of intrinsically linked
0: to me. It's the classic Kurt Cobain red and black stripey jumper, isn't it?
1: Yes, the Dennis the Menace stripe jumper.
0: Yeah, the slightly oversized. Oh yes. And there's someone who wasn't skinny back in the day trying to find a jumper that was that oversized (laughs) was a bit of a challenge. They just were normal normal fitting for me.
1: No, it's just sort of he looks very neat.
0: Yeah, exactly. He looks like he's on his way to a job interview
1: can they were put there by a man in a factory downtown there we go the president of the united states of america with peaches
0: love that song see Good. that's 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 an interesting choice because naturally i would always have picked love as my oh usa song of choice it's just a
1: fun song isn't it that? Yeah, it's, it's a great song so My that...
0: favourite present to the USA fact is yeah. they had a guitar with only two strings and a bass with only two strings. They did. So I can still remember buying that first President's album from R-Price in Dorchester ah. after seeing Lump on Top of the Pops.
1: If I remember, it kind of had like a fake typewriter kind of font and like a, a gold frog on a green background or something. Yeah,
0: yep. and then their second album, Two, had yeah. them in a kind of a lineup, like a fake kind of oldie American uh, election poster. Yes, that was
1: it. Yeah. It was quite a, quite a strong look they had, really, didn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, insp- it's, um, it's suddenly inspiring me to go off in odd different directions for my next choice.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, that one, you're, I, I chose Peaches from a long list based on sort of Ping, you know? I'm trying to make this work as a set. Yeah. <laughs> so there are, there are some favourites that are being shoved down the list here.
0: Yeah, i I'm, have I'm, 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 I've got one which is about to bundle in and, um, and elbow quite a few other songs out of the way. Goodness it's me! Inspired by that choice. Yeah. The Spin Doctors. My, my train of thought were bands. I wonder where they are now. And um, I want well, the story that the lead singer from the Spin Doctors was playing jazz clubs in Canada. Really? Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, see, the last time I heard The Spin Doctors, it was on Eggheads, when that particular song was the answer to one of the questions, and one of the Eggheads absolutely butchered it by singing it, and I, it sort of put me off that song forever, apart from now hearing it again, it's sort of, yay, all is forgiven, it's a great tune.
0: Again it's another one a bit like um unbelievable and yeah. it kind of crosses over and it was obviously huge huge hit very mm. mainstream mm. but so it still has that slight indie credibility to it
1: because the more i think about it the more that our sort of first and second years at university were defined by it was sort of 96 97 it's kind of defined by ocean colour scene oh, yeah. and the verve and embrace yeah and all this kind of much more plodding kind of music much less fun kind of music much less jump about and be silly music yeah. i think what we'd we are we have sort of doing is quite a lot of jump about and be silly music
0: also obviously like that britpop heyday as yeah. well for every there was it also was starting to get quite laddie as well wasn't it i suppose yeah. As you say, Ocean Colour Scene was the kind of the moddy stuff, yeah. Uh, and then you have the Manics and Design for Life, and even yeah. it's like the dance stuff with Underworld and chemicals mm. and things. Mm. It was all, as you say, it's all getting quite sort of aggressive and laddie because you've got lag culture coming through and all that. Yeah. Whereas these ones, I suppose we've chosen, they are all a bit dark and a bit silly. Some of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that song has actually eclipsed from my list. Um, uh, Wonder Stuff and Fick Reeves.
1: Wonder stuff are on my long list as well, but it, I don't think they're going to make an appearance tonight, although Just they are given... The
0: disco classic, it's one of those ones where it's it's your kind of guaranteed sing-along.
1: See, I was going to go with Sides of a Cow. Ah, interesting. But but we've, we've given them a name check, and this is basically going to be a long list of bands.
0: Yeah, in, in this the, podcast. the song we can't quite like. I'm
1: going to bring it down a little bit. I'm going to make it a bit more arty. Oh, was of course babies by Pulp. one of those sort of much more stylish much more hip much more kind of um sort of introspective but kind of weird at the same time bands that were kind of stood out at the time as being quite different from anyone else around.
0: Yeah, they were always, as you say, when you had kind of like laddiness of Oasis Mm. and the kind of art schoolness of Blur, Pulp were always the third one, weren't they? They were always like the third point on the triangle, because it's not like they're, you know, the auteurs or Fall or something like that. And as you say, it's a difficult balancing act to write songs which are artistically credible Mm. and commercially successful and wildly popular in a mainstream way, because you're crossing a lot of boundaries that yeah, do coexist very happily.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing with an indie disco. You're not actually going to get the best song, the best crafted, the most honed. You're going to get the stuff that works in that setting that people enjoy jumping around and dancing and singing along to.
0: Yeah, And indie fans have such eclectic tastes yeah. that... I mean we haven't really even put it's not like we've put in anything ironic in a kind of high fidelity ton of style of just putting into Motown or anything like that no
1: or um, Mike Flowers Pops cover of Wonderwall and stuff yeah. like that
0: exactly I mean we've, we've so far gone quite, uh, quite straight laced in terms of classic indie hits I'd say.
1: I think so definitions of indie are quite tricky aren't they because it's not strictly independent record labels, it's not strictly guitar bands, it's just sort of I don't know how you define it really other than music that was played at indie discos in a
0: way. And it's that indie spirit thing, it's not like the way that punk and new wave and all those things overlap and Mm. heavy metal and thrash or things like that, indie just covers so much doesn't it? It's it's everything from yeah. Plinky-plunky acoustic through to pulp, through to the Manics, through to, you know... Well,
1: through to the the Chemical Brothers Club. and Propellerheads and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you could say it's like the likes of Ronnie Sides indie, certainly of that period, the 90s it, period. But yeah, it was. It was
1: the, the chin-strokey end of indie.
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly there'll be the overlaps in the giant Venn diagram of indiness. Having brought it down a bit, I'm going to continue that theme, where on has probably got a little bit more poignancy at the moment, considering something which happened in the last few months, um, and it's a little bit more of a quiet middle period to the indie disco. <laughs>
1: Cut Carter here. At this point in the recording, we discovered we had loads of unwanted crackle and other noise on the recording. So we turned it off and turned it on again. We're gonna pick up the conversation just after we sorted out the technical difficulties. Cheers. <laughs> And we were talking about the Cranberries.
0: We were. I was, I was doing a um, heartfelt tribute to Dolores. Yeah. And then there was a crackly fart and then you disappeared.
1: <laughs> That's how I like to disappear. So,
0: uh, Dreams by the Cranberries. As you say, tribute to the, uh, the wonderful, late, great Dolores Arieden. Uh, it was another bit of a latecomer to the Cranberries. Mm. But uh, that song to me, it was, it was on a lot of sort of 90s stuff back in the day, wasn't it? On like football, Was it on Football Focus or something?
1: It was, yeah. It was the... Like, the um, goal of the month or the roundup, or something like that, it's that kind of... It's associated with that for me. Yeah,
0: but in a strange way, that's such a kind of beautiful song by a very political band mm. could then be adopted in such a way. So I chose that because that's kind of their more upbeat and more poppy song. The other ones which we were talking about while it was playing, um, there was Lingo, which was their kind of ballad.
1: Yeah. And
0: Zombie, which is another great indie favourite. Oh, certainly it, is. But a bit... But a bit out of context at this point.
1: I think Dreams is a beautiful tune, but it's interesting that I've c- completely forgotten what the song was called, and I had to yeah. ask you when it was going, when we were playing it, because it's almost been completely bypassed. It's a lovely song, and it's yeah. um, from a much missed band.
0: Yeah, yeah, and one of those ones who, a band who I didn't appreciate it until all the stuff came out about Dolores' passing earlier in the month that you mm. forget that over here they kind of disappeared because. They were big in America, and obviously uh, they're, they're Southern Irish, so they kind yeah. of disappear to America slash back to Ireland. And they kind of go out of our radar a bit, as international bands sometimes do.
1: I will keep keep it on a similar tack with my next choice. I'll be interested to see what you make of this and whether you were a fan of this band at the time or not. They're a band I loved to death at the time, but I've rarely thought about them since. I've rarely thought about them in the last sort of 15 years. Yeah. Blue Tones, Slight Return. There really
0: is a 90s band, if ever I remember them.
1: Absolutely. I really remember their amazing album cover for Expecting to Fly, which was this peacock.
0: Wasn't the video something to do with a chap in a coat doing a lot of running?
1: Guess that was the singer, Mark Morris? Not Mark Morris. It wasn't... This wasn't Slight Return of the Mac. (laughs) (laughs) A genuine joke! What? Not a good one, I admit, no. but a joke nonetheless. It's kind of where the verve meets shed seven.
0: Oh they're definitely more in the shed seven milieu aren't they? I
1: know, the, I don't think it, they are at all. I think shed seven are more more sort of wide boys and yeah. these are more you're sort of you're wearing big duffel coats because it's cold and you oh, feel it's the oh, cold
0: it's wellers isn't it in, it's, they're, I always thought they were a bit more modern. they' were in the the ocean color scenes and
1: they the might. F- yeah, that's game. probably a good call. Um, I always thought of Shed 7 as more in your sort of lads camp. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw them into the mix because back in 94, 95, whenever it was, I played this all the time. And I really loved it when it came on at an indie disco.
0: They're so one of which are kind of a ubiquitous band from the 90s who yeah. I don't think I ever owned an album by. And I didn't really like them at the time. But <laughs> I kind of see what you mean. I like them as part of a larger, like, 90s collective. If I had this on a Shine CD, for example, I wouldn't skip it.
1: Right. <laughs> the yeah. next choice okay this is your last choice of the night so you've got to make it a kicker flippin' heck I've burnt through me, me five you've you e- you've done EMF Sultans Spin Doctors, Cranberries oh
0: I've got a that. <laughs> so the song which I was going to play at this point was going to be uh Connection by Elastica okay because I them. that was on
1: my list as well
0: yeah and they because at a time when I hated Blur and Oasis and all that Midstone like Elastica was a band that I quite liked and one of a few lots of indie bands that I actually genuinely quite liked but you get to the end of an indie disco and you kind of want a real crowd pleasing rabble rousing final song you want to have a throw your pint on the floor dance around like a lunatic kind of song to finish off the this is
1: Demis Roussos isn't it
0: yep and so I'm going to dedicate this to my good friend, Tim. Up. Try and
1: play the and the
0: so there you go. For me, there is nothing quite like that. For an end, end of an evening, um, you jump around like an idiot. Uh, um, yeah. Already sweaty and a little bit <laughs> tired. And then... That's 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 your end of end of night eye pleasing.
1: You're really right. It's the kind of song that you think you're tired. You think you're not going to dance again. They put yep. that on, and suddenly it's halfway through, and you're jumping around looking like <coughs> a prize idiot.
0: And also, it's the thing. of, It's got that good beginning. It's got that. It's the Motown chord at the beginning, so it doesn't go straight into the hip hop, and so it just instantly lifts everyone because it's a kind of ah out of pain. Fabulous choice. And I have fond memories of going to. Various indie clubs with my good friend Tim, who was a fine exponent of jumping around like a loon. Um, and so that's why it's dedicated to him.
1: Right, I'm.
0: Is that giving I you a bit what, of a
1: It does, but I'm gonna stick with your kind of tip.
0: Wow, love that. It's that, a great song. That was on a, I was on a straight 50-50 choice of which to choose between House of Pain and that. Well, I'm
1: glad you chose House of Pain. I think it's possibly my favourite song to throw myself about to. Yep. And a lot of that comes from the video. It's kind of like trying to relive the video and it's that re, 70's sort of 30's recreate 30's it. 30's thing, yeah. isn't it. It was when the Beastie Boys weren't being quite such dickheads, but yep. were being more mature and more fun and more self-aware i think yeah as
0: artists it's when they hit the irony button isn't it because yeah. obviously buy if you're right and license to wheel era stuff which is the yeah. shag pop punk rock stuff mm. and then hall's boutique stuff where they kind of disappeared up their own arse a little bit but still created a great album in doing so yeah. and then yeah. you had that i yeah. saw a great video online the other day of them playing it live on uh a u.s church i think it's david i oh, so cool. forget but they they played it all live and so you yeah. had them as a band
1: they were a proper know. band And people forget they're a proper band.
0: Yeah, but not that they were just a DJ and like in the latter day stuff. Obviously, they were just the three of them. Yeah, but you had you know them as the band, and then you had Money Mark on keys.
1: Oh, oh, Money Mark was superb. His first salon was just brilliant. I love that. That pushed the button. Yeah, with Cry and other other songs on it.
0: Well, yeah, well, there you go. Oh, wicked. Fine, fine ending. That For that for the lights to go up and for us all to be kicked out onto the streets, that is a fine double header to close on. I
1: think we, we started well. Yeah. We weaved them through a history of indie. We yeah. brought them down toward the end of the night, so it's a bit quiet and you think, that's it, it's, it's going home time. And then we've kicked them in the face with House of Pain and then Sabotage.
0: I feel like I think we ought to do another one of these.
1: I, th- I think we should. Yeah, I'll retur- I'll, return I'll to the Indie Club.
0: Doing another two tracks so that we had a nice even 12. But we've kind of just recorded our finales, haven't we?
1: I think we have. I think, I think by having it as a 10 and going one by one, only two of my original top five have I, have I included. And it's all yeah. based on the way the evening's going. And that's kind of how a DJ should work in many ways. They have got to read the room and see what works and see what doesn't work and what's working next to something else. I think we might have to revisit this topic in a in a couple of months. I hope you've enjoyed your indie disco listeners. I hope you think it was worth the £2.50 entrance fee, pound fifty with a flyer.
0: And I hope that you have uh, enjoyed your £1 uh, and a, a red stripe in a plastic beaker. So shall we ra- wrap up this highly successful... Um,
1: attempt to to converse over the interweb I think we should, thanks ever so much for listening guys, if you want to get in contact with us, there are as always, three ways you can do that you can send us an email, but I can't remember the email address and no one sends us an email so don't bother sending us an email, you can find us on Twitter at and the best way, and this is where things have really started to hot up recently we've recently put up the crisps episode, we've had such a great reaction to that, lots of vehement furious people angry at our lack of cheese crisps.
0: Exactly. But then that's because we neither of us like cheese crisps.
1: Well, quite. If you want to hear about cheese crisps, set up your own cheese crisp podcast, Cheese Crisp Lovers.
0: We could do a cheese crisp tournament.
1: We could, but they'd all go out in the first round because they're horrible. So if you want to join in such top, top, quality entertainment as that find us, go to um, facebook.com forward slash HQ.
0: and I think we'll definitely be revisiting the indie disco at a future date, thanks for listening
1: cheers guys, bye, bye. I don't think you wore Doc Martins ever in your no. life, have you Lex? No, you don't strike me as a Doc Martens kind of guy.
0: No, I've, I've been a Chuck T All-Stars for many years. And then yeah. during the 90s or post-90s heyday, I was I was just in vans. Yeah. With
1: the laces just tucked down the side, never done up.
0: No, never do your laces up.
1: Whereas now I double knot every time. Safety first, kids.